This is A is for Adversity, a podcast about curating your life stories to connect more deeply with others. Some stories may have Christian undertones, and all stories will involve a realization or transformation of some sort. I'm your host, Jen Banks. This is Episode X, Example of Storytelling Coaching. You guys, only this episode and letter Y and letter Z, and then that will be the end of Season 2. I feel like this season went way faster than the last one. And I'm getting more and more excited about Season 3 as it approaches. As usual, I will take a two-week break between seasons, and that's perfect because we'll be moving into a house. Yay! But I will resume on... Let me pull up my calendar. January 27th. That will be the first day of season three, episode A. Stay tuned for episode Z because I will be giving a season three sneak peek. Okay, today's episode, as I mentioned, is an example of storytelling coaching. This is when I worked with Marcus and Rayleigh Tarr on their stories for my live storytelling show. If you don't remember their stories or if you haven't heard them, refer to episode S where it is the broadcast of the live storytelling show. Thanks for helping me out for a few yeah, minutes. No problem. Yeah. Um, and I'm just recording it. I don't know, just mostly for my personal benefit. If something happens to be of merit, I might share it on a podcast, but I don't really know, obviously. So okay. no worries, but yeah, no pressure. <laughs> okay. Um, so should I just, I don't know, start with it and you'll, you'll stop me or do you want to, you want to prep me with anything? No, you're good. Yeah. If you want to tell me the whole story, that's great. Or if you want to just tell me an outline, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, as far as the outline goes, I'm I'm just, so the, the general story is got invited to Disneyland, um, with my family this summer to go in October. So it was great. We made, we made all the arrangements the day before, uh, I'm going to dramatize this more, but Day before we realized we actually didn't have, have reservations. Okay, so it's like moment one. Moment two is the scene where I'm sitting in my living room and texting my mom, and she's like, "Hey, did you make these reservations?" And I thought I did, so I'm like, "Yeah, we, we did." But once I downloaded the app and started prepping, I realized we didn't. And you need those now. Um, and so we were like deliberating on what to do, and we 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 got it. We had gotten a tip that you uh, you could still possibly get in if your family has reservations. Mm. They, they they were all good so we, we jumped on the plane the next day not knowing if we were going to be able to get in or not or we if we would just have to do other things because it was too late to cancel mm-hmm. um and so we finally got there and the, the final scene is us you know standing in line like going through the ticket booth trying to find the you know the nicest person to work with us mm-hmm. and we finally get through and uh we we have to go through like a couple of managers and Finally, the the end result is they work their Disney magic and be, they, we, we let them know we had family. We thought we had made reservations. Honestly, we did. And they were able to get us in. Wow. So that's the yeah. short outline um, mm-hmm. of the story. I don't know if you have any tips on things to, to, to alter. Yeah. So um, with these kinds of stories, uh, like I mentioned before, we look for our moment of realization or transformation. So what would you say was like the defining moment with that trip? Just like having faith, even though it wasn't like going to work out or I don't know, what would you um, say you like learned from that experience? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say having, 
having faith in the um, goodness and magic of Disney. <laughs> I, I feel like there was a couple different uh, me- meanings or uh, that you could take from the story, like morals, if, you, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So I'm trying to think because um, so I, I've learned about storytelling from Matthew Dix. And what he always says is whatever the ending of your story is, the beginning should be the opposite. So just so that you can um, demonstrate change over time. And so there was one story that I had that um, it was, we were living in Boise and I had lost my wallet and I, I spent hours looking for it, retracing my steps and nothing. And then later that night we got a knock on the door and this couple was like, oh, we were running by your house earlier, but we didn't think you were home. So we just waited until later to bring it back to you. And Mm. so I was like, so surprised, you know, that someone would do that. And so he was pointing out to me that like my belief was kind of a lack of faith in humanity, that things weren't going to work out. And so, um, so then the beginning of that, oh yeah. So the, so the beginning of the story would be a lack of faith in humanity. And then the ending would be like, oh no, there are good people, you know? So I'm trying to think how we could frame your story like that. Like, um, if you begin with like maybe discouragement or something like that, I'm trying to think because which, which works because you didn't think you were going to be able to go. And so um, just so that at the end, it's really surprising when you do get to go in. And I'm trying to think too, like, did you have any backup plans? Like if you weren't going to get in, like, what were you going to do instead? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's what we were thinking. We were like, well, we, we could, we, we, we were starting to think about all these other activities that we could do instead but I mean, we didn't set anything in stone because it was all, all dependent on, that on moment. yeah, all resting on that, that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. So that would be good too, to include in your story too, at the beginning, all those backup plans or things like that. Cause basically you want to create a possibility tree as much as your audience might think, oh yeah, okay. He's going to get in. They might not know, like you want to just keep them guessing like, oh, well, mm-hmm. what are they going to do instead? You know, just so that it's not so obvious when you get to the end that you get in. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. And then I like how you said scene one, scene two, scene three, because yeah, as long as you provide a location for each one, then that will be great. I'm trying to think what would be the best place to start your story because sometimes that's always interesting. Um, yeah. It might be interesting with your story to talk about, okay, we're walking up to the gate at Disneyland and we got to find the nicest worker who's going to take a chance on us to kind of just bring them into that, the heat of that moment, and then dip it back into backstory. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's ABC or starting with yeah. B and then ABC kind of yeah. mm-hmm. format. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm just trying to think because it's all about stakes in a story. So we, we kind of talked about that at that pumpkin potluck because you want to give your re- audience a reason to listen. So if they already right. know, like, are we going to get in? Are we not? You know? Right. Uh, yeah, I really was mentioning that yesterday, like some kind of hook for the yeah. audience, rather than just starting out a couple months ago. This is my family. And, we, mm-hmm. we, my family invited me to Disneyland. Yeah, like what? That's, that's what I was thinking of. What, what could I do differently at the beginning? Yeah. And so whatever you do, decide to do. And we can talk about that more if you want to, but just make sure you start with action. So put, which I think I mentioned to you, start with a verb, yeah. get your story going, move in. And then, yeah, preserving surprise is so hard, even for me, because it's hard to visualize what the audience is going to be thinking. You know, it's like, are they going to just see right through it or are they going to 
you know, think that, oh, is this going to happen? Is this not? I don't know. Um, okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'm sure you've heard this before, too. Like, humor at the very beginning of a story is great. We've heard that in, like, talks and lessons and stuff. Right at the beginning, humor is perfect because it, it kind of puts the audience at ease and makes them think, oh, okay, I can trust this guy. You know, this is going to be fun. He's going to make me laugh. And I don't know. Right, right. Matthew Dix always points out like situational humor, which I hadn't really thought of before, but I start out my story in a carpool. And so he was just like, oh, there's all these jokes you can make about carpools. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> right, um, right. Let's see. Did you have any other questions or like, is this helpful at all? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th this is helpful. It's, it's things I, I probably wouldn't have thought about otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, just like the how to, you know, how to actually implement them. Yeah. And then... I don't know if we talked about this either, but telling your your story and you know as if it's happening right now because that's another way to keep the audience like in the moment or visualizing it. So I'm gonna say in my story, I'm driving down the street with a car full of people, you know, so as if it's happening right now. Okay, so like fast forward. Okay, I'm sitting in my living room. Mm -hmm. I get a text mom, from my mom. I, I get a text from my mom, and it says this, and I say. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Fast forward, we're we're standing in line um, with the Rayleigh. She's she's kind of nervous, going back mm -hmm. and forth. We're mm -hmm. discussing how we're gonna, you know, get in, how, how to make this work. Yep. Yep. Okay. Ah, that sounds great. So first person present tense. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Present tense. I don't know what I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, and then. It's so funny because even as you were just like kind of telling me that story or just those lines, those are great ways to just drop in stakes or keep the audience guessing. Like I'm sitting in my living room and I get a text. I can't believe what it says. And you know, that might even just be a great way to start the story too, because you just kind of leave them hanging like, Oh, what does this text say? You know, like that's immediate stakes. Anytime you have a phone call or the doorbell rings or things like that. So um, that's something to think about too. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe start my story there and then, backtrack to two mm -hmm. months earlier my, my family had invited me to disneyland mm -hmm. and hmm, okay yeah because then that's that's a possibility tree right there like oh what does this text say from his mom you know like what's gonna happen so yeah. so a few weeks ago i was sitting in my living room and i got a text from my mom mm -hmm. i mean is that is that hooky enough though like you know what i'm saying like is that enough of a right I think it is. I think okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll make a few of these changes and then I don't know if you have like a few minutes like early next week we can run it by yeah. you one more time. I'm see. happy to. Yeah. I for okay. sure am. I know it's kind of been funny because I I called Cody a few weeks ago or maybe even a month ago and I was like trying to go through his story with him and he was like, Yep, uh-huh, got that. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, like totally just it just didn't yeah. seem like he really wanted my help, you know, which is fine. Like, I'm not, I just don't want to force myself upon people, but you know, it's like, I have all these suggestions, but it's, I don't know. It, it's fun for me to talk through stories. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I'm happy to do it that. Yeah. Okay. Um, how's it going? It's going good. Um, yeah. I made a couple tweaks to my, my story. Uh, really is going to have me go first. And then she, she kind of wants to review hers with you. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Maybe I'll just like tell you my, my whole story this time instead of just the, the points. Yeah. Um, again, more, more practice, the better. I, I've kind of like ran through it in my head, but I haven't really like spoken it. Yeah. And 
it's powerful speaking it out loud because I don't know. Matthew Dick says this all the time. You sound so great in your head, you know, but then once you say it, you realize things or I don't know, it just helps. And it's nice too, because he always says he practices in the car or in the shower when he's alone, you know, and it just always helps to have an audience. Even if there's just one person, it just always makes a difference. Cause I, I'll practice mine in, in the car on the way to work. And I'm like, I sound so weird, but even then <laughs> it's just talking to someone. It's nice. So anyway, right. Sorry. so go ahead. Right. Okay. Um, so last month I was sitting in my living room and I got a text from my mom that made my stomach do a somersault. Yeah, I haven't really worked on my ending, but that's yeah. the story. Yes, no, that's great. Yeah, the ending is hard because I'm still even working on my ending because you want to wrap it up nicely and you want to say what you learned and you want to, I don't know, you yeah, want to yeah. close it nicely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it was really good. It was told really well. Um, that's the nice thing about storytelling is it doesn't need to be like flowery and all this, you know, magical speech because you want it to just sound like you're talking to someone and that it totally uh, did. So that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I like about it. Cause it's like, it stresses yeah, me yeah. out to try and think of all this, all these metaphors <laughs> or similes or whatever, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I would say for the beginning is, so you did great. You started out talking about how you were sitting on your couch and you got the text. Oh, yeah. And I liked that line about your stomach, the somersault. If you can, with that first scene, just remind us that you're in your living room. So if you say like you paced back and forth or you, you sat down at the table or I don't know, something that keeps us in your living room, because otherwise we just stop the visualizing, you know, because we want it to be a movie or like a scene in our mind. And then again, with the beginning too, you said like something you should know, just take out that part completely. Just say a few months before, you know, because it's that addressing the audience thing too, you know, like if you just say, I received this text from my mom and blah, 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 blah. A few months earlier, we had planned this trip to Disneyland, you know, like you don't need to say something you, you should don't need know. to be like, well, to put it in context or yeah. why, mm -hmm. so you understand yeah. why. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. I know it's kind of weird, but yeah, just to avoid talking to the audience. And then, yeah, so those are just little things, but. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Yeah, I liked how when you got to the moment of were you going to get in or not, you really dragged it out because that's what you want to do. You want to just like make it as suspenseful as possible. And you're like, we're talking to the lady and she tells us, oh, I can get you in for one day and then we have to go to this blue tent. So yeah, it's a it, that's good that you really draw okay. that moment. Yeah. So when you said before too, that you're, you're three scenes, so you said you're in your living room and then what were the other ones? Um, or, or did you just say you have three parts? Yeah, I think... I mean, I, I guess I thought living room, um, really short, like on the plane, just like contemplating what we're going to do, but that's not really, I mean, I don't really have a lot of details on that. So maybe you should just not consider that a scene and then, you know, standing in line that day. Um, mm -hmm. me, it's really kind of only two. two okay. Scenes. Yeah. And that's fine. So, um, yeah, if you do want to just eliminate that plane, like you could just say, okay, we're at Disneyland. Like people know, like you could you can get there. Matthew Dix always says just eliminate process language because a lot of people will say like I did this and this and then we went here and we went here and here and here and then we're at this place. You know, it's like you can mm -hmm. just say we were at Disneyland. Like people just know you you got there. You know, um, and then you can just have all that speculation in that scene. And it's okay, good yeah. to the fewer the scenes, the better, because then that's all you have to remember. Okay, I'm in my living room. Okay, I'm at Disneyland, you know, and if you want to just add a tiny little bit of detail to like, 
I know you said too, like, if you've ever been to Disneyland, you know, just eliminate that and say, so we walk up and there's 20 different lines, you know, that was good. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I guess I, that's um, okay. I know it's so hard in there too. It's hard to not address the audience. Cause you know, that's what you do with talks or lessons or things, you know, you just, you have an audience. And so you address them, but anyway, it's, right. it's not too big of a deal. It's just, I, I guess it's just something that I pay attention to now. I, I don't know if I've talked about this before either, but the fewer the adjectives, the better, because then people don't have to keep track of them. But even if you just hit, said one more detail, like it was a beautiful fall day or we're walking up, you know, past these trees or something just to help people visualize a little bit more that you're in Disneyland. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So wait, you said the fewer adjectives, the better. Yeah. Just like, um, like, don't feel like you have to like over explain like, oh, the sky was blue and we walked past flowers and there were all these trees. And, you know, like you could even just say it was a beautiful fall day because people will, will put fall in their mind and they'll picture it. Or, But I know California is different, too. So it's like, I don't know, uh -huh. just like it was not too hot, not too cold. I don't know. It's just something to yeah. to make them feel like they're there, too. But but you're saying like actually add more scenery. Yeah, just one thing, or if something sticks out in your mind of how you could describe it, because that was good, the 20 different lines of people, but I'm just trying to think about how to, like, make it a scene so people feel like they're there. Right, I mean, because I can so, picture it, but I don't know what other people are picturing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, and it's hard, too, because if they haven't been to Disneyland, then it's like, oh, I don't know what they'll picture, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll think on that too, but it was really good. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you've been, you've been here. She was just in the Hello. other room. So Hi. She heard everything. Let me take the, the yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It sounded really good. I really liked it. <clears throat> I think that as you continue to like work through it, some of the kinks will just fall out. And it'll be For sure. Yes. The next part will be the coaching I did with Rayleigh. She originally started with a different story, but I didn't include that for the sake of time. Yeah, great. Uh, you're off to a very good start. I really like how animated you are when you tell a story. That will be so good. The thing to be cautious about with a written story is don't get too married to the words that you have there because Otherwise, it'll sound too memorized, or if you forget one, you'll like panic, you know. But oh, yeah. just know that, kind of like we, I was talking with Marcus, figure out your scenes, and then whatever you say in there, if you say it a little, little bit different each time, then it still makes sense, you know. So that's just a word of caution there, because I know that, like, writing it out is super helpful and good too. Like, that's definitely a strategy. Just make sure that you, yeah, you know that. Cool. So. Yeah, I love the starting, how you started out in a car and Target. I love that detail because, you know, the specificity of it, people can relate to that. With storytelling, all of our details, we want to support what we're trying to convey to the audience. So I'm thinking that maybe after the car, you talked about your mission a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can just jump right to your job and be like, yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I started working at a bank. I did know that I liked helping people from just serving an LDS mission, like just like cut that part a little bit shorter, you know? Okay. So cut the short, sense? so cut it, um, 
shorter how. So just the the transition you made, it just seemed a little long. So instead of going from the car to like, oh yeah, I went to my, my on my mission and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to help people. But I don't know, it just seems like you could just go immediately into, I started at a bank, like. Okay, so. so like refer back to this mission, but don't make a whole paragraph of it maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. That's helpful. Which it's so hard too, because we love our stories and we want to say everything about them, you know, and yeah. it's just so hard. Like you just got to like hone in on yeah. what you're trying to say, what you want your audience to know, you know, otherwise it kind of distracts or something, but okay. the Matthew Dick said like, kill your darlings or something like that. Like, Oh, I want to say that, but I can't. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Yeah. And I loved the contrast in there from which I know I heard it on my podcast too. So it's, it's good hearing it again too, but the contrast from despair and discouragement to like hope and prosperity and like mm -hmm. finding solutions. So that's so good. Did it sound like a pitch? I like, don't want it to sound like that. I just want to tell like the story. How, how do you think I can better do that? Yeah, I think for sure it didn't sound like a pitch. Maybe is there some ex other experience from your life? Like what makes you excited about money? Like, was there a another thing growing up that like you got interested in money or was it just all kind of like, it just happened when you were working at the bank? No, I mean, there's, there's lots of, I've always had money jobs. Um, I've always worked with money, which is interesting. Um, just being a cashier, working at the bank or the financial industry I do now, like it's, I don't know. I've always just been doing transactional stuff, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have very much money growing up, but I don't, I don't know if I want to tell that part because uh -huh. it's embarrassing to my, I don't care, but it's embarrassing to my mother and mm. she doesn't like me telling me that, or she doesn't want me to share that with when I, when I speak on stage and others on other stages. And so. Yeah, that's interesting. That's too bad because Oftentimes the storytelling, like vulnerability is huge, you know, and yeah, but that that's okay too. Like there are other examples that could support your story. It doesn't necessarily have to be that one either. So, but that's just interesting. Is it, what is the reason? Let me ask you this. Cause I can kind of brainstorm. What is the reason why you would like me to change from this, the story of the, um, the the attorney to something else no so i think you should definitely keep that i was just wondering if there was another part of the story that you could add to further support that like so oh. um there was this lady i was working with on her story the one that was going to be at the storytelling show and she her story was about how she's a perfectionist and very controlling and just like she wants things to go her way and so she had planned out this whole week of girls camp and she had it exactly planned out it was going to be the perfect lesson the perfect things that the girls needed and everything went wrong that week and it rained and so they couldn't camp in the backyard like she wanted and they had to do things in her basement and things like that and so um she ended up learning that you know her lessons weren't exactly what the girls needed it's like more like god's lessons or what the girls needed and so to start her story, I had her think about an instance where she was a perfectionist or controlling just to kind of uh, show the audience who she was as a person. And so she, the first experience that came to mind, I thought it was so funny. She said that when she was in middle school, high school, she would have this notebook where she would plan out her outfits and like what she wore that day. She wrote it all down and she's like, okay, 
been three weeks since I wore this and I wore it on this day. Okay, I think I can wear it again. Like, I don't know. It, you know, it just was a way to explain to the audience who she was. And it just, it was just kind of a way to laugh too. So I'm just trying to think if there was a better, maybe something to start out your story with or something that that could further exemplify this passion. That's why I was trying to think of another personal example for you too. So it would again, not sound like a pitch. It would just sound like, oh, this is my personal experience. This is always what I've wanted to do. Yes. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. I know. And it's okay. You can think about it too. And I know it's like close to the day of. So if it stays this way, that's totally fine. I was just trying to think of another way to improve upon it too. It's funny because as I've gone throughout my life these past couple of months, I'm just connecting more and more that what we do when we're little ends up being what we do as an adult. So that's something that I'm going to say after Cody's uh, story, because he his is talking about how when he was little, he wanted to be an engineer and that's what he's going to do. When I was little, I would put these plays on for my grandma and, you know, just these productions and we have home videos of them and I was just a host, you know, and it's just so funny because here I am now wanting to host my own events and be this like party person. So I don't know, it's just kind of funny. And then um, my friend, she was always like so organized as a little kid. She would just put all her thing. Her room was always immaculate. And now she's helping people organize their pantries and organize their houses and things like that. So I was just wondering if there was like that connection with you too. Like if you, like you said, if you played cashier when you were little or if yeah, you really liked Monopoly or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause it would be kind of cool if you were doing something like that and then your mom's like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, like, even though that's not exactly how it happened, like, that's a good way to right. convey, you know, like, you can bend things a little bit in storytelling, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Should I, should I change my story? Like, is it like, should I change it to something else that would be, like, easier to tell? Like I have lots of stories of like when I was in Africa, when I got lost, once I got lost in Africa, that was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. Um, and so maybe you could, cause this is like, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of personal, um, personal stories. Um, so maybe I should just simplify it and just tell like some, just tell a different story. I don't know. Cause maybe. like, I totally hear where you're coming from. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I know it's hard. Well, and I don't think you should throw it away all together. Like maybe it's just not ready to tell, or if you do end up telling it, it would be great. I have no doubt. Um, and like I said, I think what you have is a great like structure. I just think that it could be added to a little bit, but, um, yeah, as far as other stories. So as long as you're one in Africa, as long as it really has a moment of realization or transformation, then that would be great to tell. Cause Matthew Dix always says like, if you're telling a story about a place that you went to make sure that if you took away the place, you could still tell the story because some people are like, Oh, I went to Europe and this happened, you know, just to tell people that they went to Europe and it ended up being more like a travel log instead of like a story, you know, but I'm sure there would be a moment of realization or transformation there, but sure, it's just yeah. like, as long as you could take away Europe and still have a story, then you have it. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, you've been really helpful. What should I do? I know, right? So hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Well, I feel like this, I feel like it still needs a lot 
of work. Like I need to take out a whole bunch of stuff and add more detail and put in transitions. And I don't know, I'm, I'm curious if I should do that or if I should just tell a story that's easier to tell. Um, it depends. So with your story, I know you have a lot of it typed out. Do you feel like you could tell it without like really practicing it or really looking at it a lot? Does that make sense? No, not yet. Mm. I have to like learn it. Like, which I was planning on doing the next couple of days. I can learn things pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. If you want. Everyone yeah, no. It'll be great. Yeah, no, I I trust that for sure. Yeah. And Marcus said that's just your personality too. This is how you like to do things, which is totally totally fine too. Um Wait, if you Marcus want, said, I can What? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't get that. Marcus said, what about my personality? Oh, like, he just said like He just said that like when like kind of like crunch time, you maybe you work better under pressure or something. Oh. Like since it's closer to the event, you know, then you're like, okay, now I'll think about it, you know, instead of like two two yeah. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, no, it's funny. Um he said it very nicely. Don't worry. I probably said it. Oh, more, oh, yeah. No, no, than... no. I just didn't understand like what you were saying. Got it. Yeah. But now I understand and like yeah, yeah. no, that's funny. And if you want me to help you brainstorm other stories, I can help you brainstorm if you want, or we can just, I don't know, or you can just do it on your own, whatever you want. Cause there are a few little like tricks to finding stories too, but. What, what are, what are some of those tricks? Yeah. So there's this game that Matthew Dix suggested it's called first, last, best, worst. And there's often always a story with that, like your first car, your first kiss, your first house even, you know, or like, and so like first, last, best, worst, the last time you um, went to the dentist or the last time you, you know, like things like that, or your best gift ever, the best, yeah, or then, you know, then same things with the worst, the worst kiss ever, the worst trip ever, you know, things like that. It just, there tends to be a story there. So um, that's one way, I'm trying to think of other, okay. what else Matthew Dick said. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a fun game to play. So you can even just play that in the car or whatever. You just give someone an object like um, teddy bear. Like, tell me about your first teddy bear. Tell me about your last teddy bear. Tell me about your best teddy bear. Tell me about your worst teddy bear. So that's so funny. That's yeah, so cute. I, I know. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was one story that came to my mind as you said that the best, probably the best present I've ever received was this beautiful purple dress that I got for Christmas, and my family. Um, my family, we, we, I have seven, well, I'm the, I, I'm the second oldest of 10 kids. I have seven brothers and two sisters. And so we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah, that's really good too. And that's definitely serendipity because you weren't expecting to get anything, you know, let alone a dress. So that's really unexpected. Um, that's really good. And so with that one, since the ending of your story is like that self-worth and knowing who you are as a person, then the beginning would be like feelings of inadequacy or like feeling low self-esteem or a time that you, you know, really didn't feel like you were worth anything. And then, then you lead into Christmas. So, okay, cool. So that might be good. I I feel like I just did that whole story with like, no, like with ease. And so yeah, that might be a good one because yeah, be one. yeah, you just want it to be like natural and something that just comes to mind and putting in that emotion. Like, as long as you can like visualize how it 
what's the word like relive it then that's great yeah because so, i yeah. and i and i sensed that so that was good cool I yeah think and do that one that yeah, that's like, good that was so easy to tell yeah that's and good and like, that's I good it came to me like yeah beginning the end and tie it in i feel like honestly that's better even though yes i am passionate about what i do mm -hmm. i feel like you know that's yeah I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's helpful too. Like, I'm sure you'll be able to use that story for something with your financial career. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. No time wasted for sure. Um, and then the one thing I was going to say as you were telling it is it's the one piece of advice that I have right away is when you do walk into your living room, like really draw out that moment. Like I look over at the chair and I can't believe what I see. Like, don't say it's a purple dress right away. Like really draw it out. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yep. Okay. Really make it big. Oh yeah, my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, Thank that's so okay. Question. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yep. Well, okay, cool. good luck. Yes, have a have good a rest of your day. day. Yep, bye. Bye. If you'd like to pitch your story for the podcast, or if you want more storytelling strategies, contact me at jenbanks16 at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at jenbankscoaching.com.